0: Shri Gauri Vaishnava Guru Paramparā ki jāi, Gaurantaraa Srimad-Bhāgatam ki jāi, Bhavut-premanandi. So good evening everyone. Continuing our discussion of the Chattu Śloki, the srimad Bhagavatam, the four verses that are thought to be the essential teachings Spoken by, by Krishna to Brahma, preceded by some inquiries of Brahma about the nature of his experience, the darshan of Krishna, the implications of uh, his, his form, his his shaktis, his his leela, the ideal of praying, love of God, and uh, queries. Uh, the query presents as well as to the nature of how he may proceed in the direction of that ideal. So questions about Sambanda, Abhideya and prayojan that give rise to the answers of Bhagavan Sri Krishna, which are prefaced, those four verses, by two verses, and we come to the first of those uh, tonight. Sri Bhagawan Uvacca Jñānam paramaguyam me yadvijñāna samanvitam sārahasyaṁ chadangam Cha Vihana So in this verse and in the next verse, as I say, two, the two of both of which preface the four verses that constitute the chattur Sloki. chattur means four, sloki means verse, so four verses. That again, the Bhagavatam is condensed within or has its origins in this... Uh, Speaking of Krishna to Brahma, Brahma will speak to, Narada, Narada to Vyasa and Narda to Vyas, and Vyas to Sugadev, uh, Sukadev, Sukadev to Parikshit Maharaj, and so on. And it expands. The form in which we have it today is eighteen about eighteen thousand shlokas, eighteen thousand verses. So much to be unpacked in the four uh, nutshell verses, and as I say they're prefaced by these two. This is the first of the two introductory verses in which Krishna gives a blessing to Brahma and summarizes what he's going to speak about. And basically he tells Brahma that I'm going to give you a comprehensive answer to your questions. Hmm? And um, so gyanam parama guhyam may he says, first of all. Um, I'm going to give you... Uh, uh, knowledge about me. Gyanam means knowledge. I'm going to give you knowledge about me, but Gyanam me Knowledge about me that is paramaguyam. Very, very confidential. Guyam means uh, secret. Hmm. Sometimes uh, Guyam is used to refer to the to heart, a place where we keep all our secrets. But he's there. He knows all our secrets. There's nothing we can hide from him, stop hiding from him. Hmm? Hmm. Come out hmm? and meet him face to face. And to do so hmm, is to understand something very extraordinary. Ganam Paramuguyam. Very confidential knowledge about me. The word ganam here means. In one sense, I'm going to give you theoretical knowledge. We find these terms, Gyanam, in the next line of the verse, Vigyanam, Gyan Vigyan. Gyan means knowledge, Vigyan, the prefix V, before the Gyan, means special kind of knowledge. So it's often, the two terms are often um, rendered theoretical knowledge and realization. So it's one thing to have theoretical knowledge, it's another thing to have realization. Uh, at the same time, theoretical knowledge can very much help us to acquire uh, realization. Sometimes people like to say that it's not about conceptualization; you got to give up conceptualization and so forth, and realize and and so forth. Uh, but cons- the conceptualization may help us to to realize there's something beyond thought, beyond mind that we want to arrive at, but we may apply our minds, we may apply our, our thought and our words as far as possible to speak about them. There's a famous statement with regard to speech uh, in relation to the Absolute from the Sutras. What is that? It's uh, probably the fourth Sutra of the Brahma Sutras, first adyai, he says, ikshater shabdat. So the great uh, and revered Advaitin Shankaracharya, he said that uh, it is that about which nothing can be said, it's ineffable. We don't uh, disagree with him that the the subject is in, in, is ineffable, ineffable beyond beyond words and beyond thought. But we look at the verse a little bit differently, that the sutra, I should say, and and find a double negative there. Hmm? That about which not enough uh, can be said something like that I didn't do the double negative but anyway it's in there rather than nothing can be said about it that about which not enough can be said Uh, so there's much to be said but we can never catch up with words to do justice but that doesn't mean we should be silent Hmm? there's much to be said and we can draw from from this world for that matter uh, analogies that may help us conceptualize and so, Scripture, for that matter, is full of speech about the nature of that, even when it says, neti, neti, it's not this, it's not that. Hmm? Right? That's So, if the Sutra is to be uh, uh, appropriately rendered as that about which one cannot speak, that silences the whole of the Scripture itself. It is suicidal hmm, for the scripture to be saying that. Hmm. So we look for a deeper meaning. And uh, the, the great and most revered Baldev Vidyabhushan in his Sri uh, uh, what is his, uh, commentary, he has explained in this way, about which hmm, we can never say enough. So they, the the section of, of bhaktas, of devotees, they, fi- they find a, a proper utilization, if you will, for the tongue. Some um, guru brothers of mine many years ago in uh, California, um, they went from Los Angeles to the Santa Cruz Mountains where Asadu was residing. Um, he may still reside there. He founded a, a pretty well-known um, organization. What's it called? Mount Madonna. Mount Madonna. You might have heard of it what is his name? Baba Haridas. Baba Haridas. Baba Haridas. He's a Haridas too. And uh, he had taken a, 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 a vow of silence, Mona Rutt. And so he would communicate as need be by writing on a chalkboard. So that's quite an austerity to refrain from speech. When I was younger, much younger, before I joined Prabhupada, I had taken a, a vow of silence as well, hmm? as I used to circulate, as, as people do, and and uh, my conclusion in social about social discourse was that everyone was trying to put themselves forward, and, and no one was worthy of being in the center, so no, better not to speak, something like that. But I had found just a take the story a little further, a pack of incense that said, chant this mantra and your life will be sublime. So I used to chant that in my head, quietly, silently. <clears throat> uh, at any rate, um, these, uh, this was a few years later, after I had joined Prabhupada, so with a couple of my uh, guru brothers, they went, gurubai they went to the Santa Cruz Mountains, and they went to challenge this fellow, which was, I thought, very unbecoming, um, Haridas, who was so much older than them and in a different path, and and in some ways we have a, a, a different philosophical uh, uh, view on the nature of transcendence and the, the possibilities that lie there, and so forth. And at any rate, they went to the Baba and they said to him that they they talked with him, you know, and he wrote on the the, the, the boards, and then they said, actually. Um, Our guru has said that, not that one should you to stop talking, but we want you to only talk about Krishna. And so they wanted to trump him, you know, and and and, and so you're out on the board. Is that what you do? <laughs> and he caught them because, obviously it's not what they did they didn't only, so better to be quiet then <laughs> i suppose it's better to talk some of the time rather than none of the time but uh but if we really only talk about krishna we won't have that kind of pride hmm? and we will be able to persuade people if you will by our example hmm? that uh that, and what kind of humility that will foster only talking about krishna hmm? Hmm. Uh, a standard of humility that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu very much, uh, well, really mandated as part of the decorum of his devotees when he said, Trinatopi will one should be more humble than a, than a blade of grass. Mm-hmm. This comes up here in our discussion of these um, slokas. Mm-hmm. We'll come to that. But at any rate, theoretical knowledge, knowledge that the scriptures uh, provide for us, And that explanation of those scriptures from the sadhus, from the guru, and so forth, is very helpful, very valuable. Hmm? And being schooled in that uh, will help us to come to the point of uh, vijyanam, realization. So in one sense here, the word gyan and vijyan, used in the first and second line, refer to knowledge and realization. So looking at it like that, first, uh, Krishna says to Brahma that I'm going to give you knowledge that's very it's very confidential. So it's knowledge of the scripture, theoretical knowledge, but it's 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 getting to the very heart of what that vast body of sound, uh, uh, perhaps the most voluminous uh, body of literature on earth, the Vedic literatures, all of that encompasses. I mean, 18 Mahapuranas and umpteen Upa Puranas and 108. Uh, principal Upanishads and how many others after that, and the four Vedas and the, and and all that uh, in, that entails, and so on and so forth. The, I mean, you know, the Mahabharata is the is the largest epic, isn't it, uh, in human society? Uh, and then you've got the Ramayana, and so on. so. So all of this, if you take the broadest sense of the term, the Agamas, and on the left side in the Veda, on the right, and so forth. It's it's quite a large body of sound, of, of revelation, the great Eastern uh, revelation. Hmm. So the point is that to sort all that out is, is difficult. Hmm. And uh, Krishna is saying to Brahma, I'm going to go to the heart of the whole thing. I'm going to make it all real simple for you, the whole thing. I'm going to go right to the heart, give you the essence, the confidential inner uh, secret of the sacred text I'm going to speak to you about that and in the context of that of course the nature of my form that you asked about is going to be explained Hmm? now if I explain about my form to you I'm going to have to explain about my name to you Hmm? because the name and the named are non-different there's only one difference between the name and the named even though they're non-different, and that is that the name is more magnanimous, more generous than the named. The named here refers to the form of Krishna. Hmm? You see, Krishna has to tell Brahma about his name. Hmm? Because as we know from the previous discussion, hmm, Brahma ended his questions with a request a twofold request. Please keep me humble in my task, which is a formidable task, and it's a veritable, uh, 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 a godly task, a task of creation that might cause me to think I'm, I'm God, but I'm not. Seeing you, I've got four heads and you've got two hands, but you're way beyond me. Hmm? And so I don't want to become prideful, and I want to enter into a relationship, a friendship with you. Hmm? He clearly made this request. And so we know from the previous discussion, of course, that Krishna arranged for that hmm, in the Mohan Lila. He gave him the darshan of his friends, all surrounded in a picnic lunch, in the forest, in, in an intimate setting, full-blown sakya rasa, in all four shades of sak- priya, sak- sakya Sakirasa, um, sakya, surid-saka, priya Sakkas, Pianarma sakhas all pre- present there. He hmm? gave he gave him, a, he gave him a, a, a a a a view, a darshan, of the ideal that he himself aspired for, hmm? exemplified in all of Krishna's coward friends. That was then the course to pursue and and follow. Hmm? But how do you follow that? Hmm? That's very confidential knowledge from the scripture. Hmm? Hmm? This Abhideya Tattva, this is also going to be coming out. So he's giving an overview of everything that's found there. So he showed him the ideal, hmm? the paradigmatic figures that you follow in the footsteps of. But then how, how, do, you, how do you do that? And the way is Harinam, hmm? as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu taught. Goloker, Narottam Thakur Mahashai says. Golok keer premo dhan, Hari The wealth of Golok, this preem, dasya, sakya, vatsalya, madhoya, the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to give. Anarpitacharim ta charim charat kulnayabatunekolosa maarpa rasam sabakti sreyaam. This high ideal, the wealth of Golok, is brought to this world through Harinam. What is so he? The, the the form of the lord the named in the form of his name hmm, brings the wealth of his praying to the world hmm? and so brahma he got the darshan of krishna but that's not the whole thing he he also ostensibly of course he he made offence to brahma, to krishna hmm? so so this is all, you see, great devotees sometimes do not such great things. Uh, that happens. And if it's true that the not such great thing is being done by a great devotee, there will be a great ending to it, hmm? by which we will be able to understand. Hmm? Parasharam, for example, when crossing the river, saw a fisherman's daughter, the Brahmin Parasharam, who was one of the, one of the Vyasas, a compiler of sacred texts and so forth, saw a fisherman... Hmm? Did I say... Who did I say? Not Excuse me. me. Parashara Muni. He saw a fisherman's daughter hmm? and he became attracted to her. And on the spot, well, um, they became intimate very unbecoming for Parashara, Muni. <laughs> it seems very much out of character. You should think, oh, he fell down. We'll never listen to him again. Something like that. You know? No, no, no. We should be a little careful. Hmm? and Look with a cautious eye uh, and, uh, and and look for uh, uh, what the outcome is. The outcome was yeah. Christian Dwight Pine of Vyas took birth from the womb of the fisherman and he became the great author of the Bhagavatam, and so on and so forth. So Krishna uses his devotees in different ways. You hmm? cannot always uh, uh, tell. Sometimes, indeed, in order for them to make the final jump, just like if you're going through the forest, you're walking and you, and you, you want to get to a certain distance, and you find you come to a, a creek a creek that you have to jump across, then you, you maybe you have to back up some steps and run and leap. Something like that. So there are many, many examples of Krishna humbling his devotees, embarrassing them in public, causing something to happen to them, and then it gives them the wherewithal to go the final distance. We're instructed by their extraordinary example. Bilvamangalatakwar is a beautiful example of this. and uh, There are many. Hmm? Brahma is an example. Hmm? He wanted sakya This is such a high thing. This was his aspiration. And we will judge, Pujapada Sridhar liked to say, that we should not judge a person by his past, that's common knowledge. Hmm? The common knowledge is, be generous, let's not judge them by their past, but by their present. But Pujapada Sridhar Maharaj used to say, but Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's idea was, don't judge them by the present either, judge them by their, by their ideal, which is their future.
1: Hmm?
0: that they will become, what they will become on the basis of their ideal. So the h- ideal that we harbor, hmm, that's very important. We may not live up to it, we may fall short, and, but keep that high ideal. Hmm? And the high ideal of Brajbhakti, of intimacy with Krishna, is very extraordinary because this is something that turns him on, if you will. I mean, people approach God for eternal life, they want things or they want to get rid of things. Hmm? Things cause bondage. Attachment to them is the is the womb from which suffering is born. Some people become smart and think, "I don't want things. I'm not a thing." Hmm? So, um, I don't want to do my thing anymore. I want to, <laughs> I, want to I want to stop and, and so forth. So, and, and, and attain eternality and so forth. So, Christian says, I, "I give them things. I give them no things." Hmm? And uh, But that doesn't do anything for me, <laughs> really. They're not interested in me. They want knowledge. They want ignorance, things. They want knowledge. Who wants me? And to what extent? Hmm? So to become interested in those uh, uh, personalities, if you will, those, those ideals that uh, exemplify intimacy with, 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 with the Absolute, this, this becomes attracted to him. You're interested in that. That's your interest. Even though you're so like unqualified, you have that interest. Uh, by the grace of one of my devotees, this has come in you. Uh, that gets his attention, so to speak. So this is very powerful. So our sadhana really orbits, our spiritual practice orbits around this kind of ideal. I want to attain the Bhakti. And it will become more specific in time. And Brahma had very well thought out. He had, you know, the four heads. I want to be your friend. Hmm? This was his idea. Hmm? Krishna appearing him in, in a gopavesh and so forth. But as I said, of course, he came with the gyan mudra. And then when Krishna, then when Brahma saw him, much later, not in the gyan mudra, but with yogurt and rice in his hands and intimately playing intimately with his friends and so forth, he he thought, is this an impostor? Hmm? Or who is? It? And so we heard something about the leela. He tried to test him and so forth. And of course, he found his own powers failed in comparison and uh, Krishna was actually the source of Narayan, and so on and so forth and so in the context of that Brahma makes ostensibly some kind of offense I mean he tries to steal Krishna's friends we're just talking about how dear they are and Krishna's calves and so forth What they what they represent and so forth so he has to pay for that see the payment what that was for that offense so-called offense First of all, he got the darshan of Krishna-lila hmm? and saw so his ideal, and then ostensibly on the basis of the offense, but really on the basis of fulfilling his ambition to become that friend, he made him take birth as Brahma-aridas hmm? in, Cho- in Gaur-lila. It said if you want to attain perfection in Krishna-lila, you have to take birth in a lila where Krishna's performing his pastimes. We can augment that. You could take birth in Gaur-lila and go there as well. Hmm? Very generous Leela so Brahma became Haridas in the leela, and he took birth as a as a, as a Muslim an outcast
1: hmm?
0: people who eat with their left hands and and, uh, and don't know the rules of the varnashram and all the etiquette that Brahma was very schooled in that he saw what, what's with this Krishna he's acting like a you know what is it? he's like an uncivilized person become an uncivilized person hmm? but this haridas, he became named Haridas because of association with the dwaita hmm, and because of the affinity for Harinam that he developed. In Gaur through Brahma, he's sometimes called Brahma Haridas, there are a number of parallels between Brahma's life and haridas's life. We find his he, he became named by Chaitanya whose, whose um, teaching about chanting Harinam hmm, was such that it, it 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 is the heart of Bhakti and it transcends any kind of caste uh divisions or classes within society, so everyone from any 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 class uh or any birth, any section can, can participate and, and so, so Haridas became the Nam Acharja. The the one who taught Achar means behavior, by example, how to chant Krishna Nam. Hmm? For all of the devotees. Hmm? And this Krishna Nam, Nam Sankirtan, this is the way to enter into that Brajlila. Hmm? This is this is the, the principal uh, practice for entering into that intimacy with Bhagavan. So he wanted to be you cannot get the sakya rasa without this. Hmm? So he, he wanted that. So he showed him this is the ideal, this is what you want. Are you sure you want it? This is what it's like. It's wild. <laughs> 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 and now, if you want to get it, you have to go down here and do it like this. And so, Brahma das he put, he put him in Gorlila. Hmm? And there we see, we also learn, of course, that the name, as I said earlier, is more generous than the named. Brahma offended the named, but the name came to him anyway. Hmm? And through him, the name is teaching all of us the way. Hmm? When this this outcast, so-called Haridas Brahma, when a dueta performed the Shraddha ceremony. The Shraddha ceremony is a ceremony for the deceased um, relatives. Hmm? It's a it's a uh, it's within the context of the Varnashram system, which was a the, the, the social religious system of the time. Hmm? Uh, It it has really nothing to do with spirituality. It has to do with, has a social aspect to it, has a religious aspect to it. Um, But it's it's, it's very much about things and about moksha. It's about dharma, or becoming virtuous, pious. Uh, It's a pious human being. It's about uh, material acquisition, artha. It's about sense, indulgence, and pleasure, kama. And it's about moksha liberation. Uh, bhakti has nothing to do with the, these desi- desires for these things. Absolutely nothing to do with them. Hmm? These desires. These desires are considered to be a, a, a cheating of the soul from the perspective of bhakti. Hmm? Therefore Krishna says in Gita Sarva Dharman, Purita Forget about this Varnashram. Cancel it out. The Bhagavatam says the same thing at the beginning. Dharma Projita Kaita utra. Hmm? This book is nothing about that. Hmm? A little Later in the next next chapter, it says what, Shama abhi kevalam. This Varnashram is a waste of time, a complete waste of time. Don't waste any time with that. Hmm? Do bhakti. This is another kind of dharma, the pro, parodharma, hmm? Hmm?
1: The,
0: the paramadharma, prema dharma. Hmm? So, anyway. Advaita was performing the Shraddha. How, what is he doing performing the Shraddha? He's a devotee. Why is he engaging in, in in, something to do with Varnashram? Well, there's a place for for observing in a Varnashram society, which we don't live in, there's a place for deferring to it at times, as long as in doing so you do not override the absolute consideration if adhering to the varnashram you override the absolute consideration then of bhakti what you would do in a bhakti instance in, in, in by from a bhakti perspective in any instance if the observing the varnashram will will contradict conflict with that then we forego it but if because the social order is such uh, that Uh, I should go to my mother's funeral and father's funeral and perform the Shraddha without any attachment to it, without thinking, if I don't do this, there will be a problem for me spiritually. Hmm? Mm -hmm. Bhakti depends on Varnashram. No. No. If Bhakti depended on Varnashram, it wouldn't be independent. If Varnashram could generate Bhakti, the self-manifesting Bhakti, the nature of Bhakti would be compromised. So Dwaiti was performing... Um, uh, for a social function hmm? without any attachment to it and so many Brahmins came during this uh, uh, Shraddha ceremony it was customary for Brahmins to come and then the most pious Brahmin in the assembly would be given the Mahaprasad that was offered in the Shraddha ceremony so Advaita's making the ceremony and all these Brahmins are sitting there and he's 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 understanding. They're all thinking, Who's gonna get it? Who's gonna get the Mahaprashada? <laughs> you
1: know,
0: this is their egoic, you know, sensibility. So that's all over and he turns and he gives it to Haridas, who's sitting outside the door, didn't even come in. And they're all enraged. How could you, you know, what are you? So he makes a big statement, he's performing the Shraddha, he's in, involved in the in the Varnashram, apparently, and then he shows who cares for this Varnashram. There's a devotee outside. I'll give it to him. Hmm? And, and an outcast outside of the Varnashram system and so forth and, and so on. So this is one of, of, of many e- e- examples of how uh, in Chaitanya Vaishnavism, uh, Haridas, the example of someone outside of Varnashram was, in, was embraced and became a prominent person. At the time of his passing from the world, um, Chaitanya Dev came to him, hmm, and he made one request that I would like to leave the world looking at your face. Hmm? And so Mahaprabhu granted him that, and then in his own will he left the world. Hmm? He said he couldn't bear the idea of living in the world in the absence of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, so he asked if he could go first. Hmm? And of course he was very old at, at the time. And when he passed away, then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu took his body and danced with it on the shore of the ocean. And Jagannath Puri, in his arms, and then he, then then putting his body down, he began the digging of the hole in the sand, which would become the samadhi, the the the, the place of the tomb, where Haridas's body, rather than being cremated, hmm, which is the ordinary ceremony, because it was fully spiritualized by Harinam, hmm, it would become worshipable. So he, he wanted to teach everyone what is the efficacy of Harinam that it can destroy even the manifest, what we call prarabdha karma, but to speak of unmanifest karma that hasn't yet come to bear fruit. It's like the cure for the common cold. They said there is none. Once you got it, you got it. But uh, prarabdha karma is like, it's called, you already got it, what can you do now? Hmm? It's already there. But this, even this can be uh, destroyed. You don't have to play out that karma hmm? by the power of bhakti, and particularly scriptures say, with relation to Kirtanam, hmm? of, of Harinam. So so the, the power of this is very extraordinary. And Mahapu Shichitanyadeva, Krishna, who is one and same, hmm? made an example of Brahma for all of us and gave him that position. Certainly he attained his ideal. Hmm? Jnanam me, he says. I'm going to give you theoretical knowledge of me, and it's very confidential. I'm going to give you knowledge about Harinam, hmm? Sankirtan, the wealth of, 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 of Goloka, its Brahim and so forth, hmm? all these things. I'm going to give you also, Gyanam means, I'm going to give you knowledge about my form in terms of its manifestation in Aishvarya, that four-armed form of me that you saw first. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you knowledge about that. This is ordinary knowledge about God. It's called adhoksaja, which means unordinary, but comparatively, the knowledge about the form of God, of of Krishna, wherein he accepts ritualistic worship and reverential adore and so forth, Mm -hmm. in comparison to his two-hand form, playing the flute, where he uh, uh, accepts, uh, not only accepts, he becomes controlled by love and intimacy and so forth. That is very special. So, Gyan, Vigyan, means this also. I'm going to give you knowledge about Bhakti and my form, myself, that corresponds with Bhakti, the object of Bhakti, the object of love that is Bhakti. um, uh, And both my form, it, 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 what did I say? Aishvarya Gyan, knowledge of my opulence, and Madhurya Gyan, Bigyan. Here the word Bigyan will mean knowledge about my Madhurya, my sweetness, hmm? where I look like I'm not God, hmm? where I look like a, I'm an ordinary uh, person, so forth, hmm? where I'm controlled by my devotees' love and so forth. Hmm? I'm going to give you both these things. He means, I'm going to give you, in a general sense, I'm going to give you scriptural scriptural knowledge, and I'm going to give you the Gyan realization. I'm going to bless you and give you the tools, which is coming here, by which you can get hmm, the realization of the theoretical knowledge I'm giving you. And, as well, I'm going to give you knowledge Aishwarya Gyan and Madhurya Gyan. Hmm? I'm not going to hold anything back from you. I'm going to give you everything. You want to be my friend? I give you everything. No, hardly anybody wants me like this. As I said, millions of people want all kinds of things from me. Nobody wants me. Anything about to know anything about what I care about, what I'm interested in. I'm very attracted to you. <laughs> I want to give you everything that I have. I mean, just think about it. if you come to a wealthy person and you knock on the door and you want his wealth. I mean, he's going to give you some money and send you away. If he come and he doesn't want you, doesn't you don't want his wealth, but you want his knowledge, how he got all that wealth? Eh, okay, here's how I you know earn my money. Take it and go away. If you come and you say, I oh, know, what do you want? My wealth? No, you want my knowledge, how I got the wealth, right? No, I just want you. What do you want to do with me? I, I like you. You do really, you know? Then come on in. You're gonna say, all right? So, this is the idea of the bhakti approach, particularly the approach to the Madhurya-gyan, this inner circle of Krishna. The outer circle of Krishna, where he's manifest, for example, as Narayan and reverential service in the Vaikuntha, that's something, but that, even that, does not do much for Krishna. hmm? What to speak, then, of just knowledge or eternality or things, even Vaidhi, bhakti, bhakti. bhakti that's done because the scripture says it should be done God's work should be worshipped therefore I should worship Om Narayan hmm? like this dutiful love hmm? no he wants the full face of love if you will this is what this is what Krishna means actually he is really defined by that love hmm? he is if you will Brahman uh, under the influence of his internal uh, shakti and dancing. As I many times say, Brahman is everywhere. How can it move? Krishna is the Param Brahma. He's moving nonetheless and moving under the influence of his internal shakti, which is bhakti. The svaraoop shakti of Krishna is the essence, the bhakti, I should say, is the essence of his Sarup shakti. This descends within us. First we do bhakti. Hmm? Well, it's coming here. He says... So he says, so, I'm going to give you special, uh, uh, theoretical knowledge, I'm going to give you the tools to get realization. I'm going to give you knowledge of my opulence as God, I'm going to give you secret knowledge of my sweetness. Hmm? And samanbhitam, I'm going to give you the, the means by which you can uh, realize all this, saurahasyam, hmm? tadangam cha. Hmm? And, and this is a great secret. This word rahasya means secret. This is Pray. Hmm? This word is used, rahasya, in Gita also. What does he say? Um, rahasya hi etad uttamam." Hmm? Uh, he's speaking to Arjuna, Krishna, in the Gita, in the fourth chapter. The first time he uses the word bhakti. Bhaktosime me rahasya hi etad uttamam." me sakha. He says, Arjuna, you are my sakha, my friend, and my bhakta." Hmm? So your your friendship with me is, is a kind of bhakti. Mm-hmm. It's called he's a puri a friend, a city friend of Krishna. Mm, he's kind of in between reverential love mm-hmm. and intimate love. Mm-hmm. In reverential love of God, there's half of friendship, half friendship. I'll give an example like a chauffeur might become he's been with a family for so long that when he gets the boss gets picked up at the airport he might say, What do you think I should invest in? Well, boss, you know, I think, you know, <laughs> you know something like that. So take two minute confidence a little bit. Friendship means confidence. Hmm? Bishwas. Hmm? Uh, bishwumba. Bishwumba. Confidence. Uh, so Half of that is manifest in, in relation to Narayan by some in some devotees, and it stops there. This is the aesthetic distance, measure, if you will. Things are measured there by feeling, by, by uh, uh, in, possibilities of, of love reciprocal dealings. By kundam is a dimension hmm? where there's, there's neutral love of just the beatific vision and taking it in. There's dasya, that's shown to this dasya, servile type of uh, love, and half of friendship. Hmm? If we go to Arjuna-lila, hmm, we find full friendship, but a little bit constrained hmm, by the city life. It's called a sambandhi it means uh, a friend of the city. Hmm? And in the countryside, of course, Krishna is completely laid back and uh, not so sophisticated. You know, in the city, you got to dress up for different occasions and there's some formalities and so forth that uh, we don't uh, necessarily <laughs> observe in the rural life. Uh, <laughs> and it's okay. There's more intimacy here. So uh, so anyway, in the Gita, Because you're my friend in Sakyarasa, I have no reservations for revealing to you the secret of this this wisdom that I'm going to speak about, which is ultimately bhakti, hmm? and ultimately the kind of bhakti we're talking about here tonight. Hmm? So he refers to it as a rahasya. Here the same word is used, rahasya, sa rahasyaṁ tadangam cha. He says, I'm going to give you the this, this secret that is preem. Hmm? I'm going to explain it to you and I'm going to give you the tools and the, and the blessing by which you can realize that preem, the preem that you want. Hmm? Rahasyam tarangam. Taranga means anga means limb. Hmm? So he says, "I'm going to, I'm going to give you prame and I'm going to give you the anga of prame that is known as sadhana. Hmm? Sadhana is like, like an a, a limb of the body of bhakti, hmm? and it, it's many fold. Hmm? If a Rupa Goswami has given sixty four angas of sadhana bhakti so sadhana bhakti in itself constitutes an anga of what is actually bhakti hmm? bhakti is love hmm? bhava prema bhava is a, is, a, is a ray of the sun of prema prema suryamsu samyabhag hmm? uh, it's constituted of ladini sandini shakti a certain type of ecstasy and a certain type of knowing that corresponds with that. If I'm knowing some of it, if I'm knowing myself as a friend of Krishna, Hmm. this is kind of a divine ignorance that constitutes a very comprehensive knowing. I know myself as the friend of Krishna. I don't know that Krishna's God anymore. I've lost the sense of that in a positive way. In a positive sense, I think only as he's my friend. Hmm? This is a kind of knowledge, and there's a corresponding type of measure of ecstasy that goes with that. We call that ladini, hmm? and different types of friends. And so this ecstasy will express itself, and then the romantic lovers, similarly, they have a certain type of knowing, the parental lovers, they have a certain type of sombit, and a corresponding type of ladini. So this bhakti is made of this. Samvit, uh, a certain kind of knowing; Ladini, a certain kind of ecstasy, Sa- and uh, Sandini—it it, means—it sp- it all takes place in a certain su- plane of experience of existence. Hmm? We call it Sudha-sattva is Another name for this: pure ex- Vishudasatva, super pure uh, mm-hmm. existence. And there's something to do there. As I said the other day: there are waves in that ocean of bhakti, bhakti rasa. Hmm? And so, this is bhakti. Sadhana bhakti is bhakti. Hmm? But it's kind of an unga of, of what is actual bhakti. and Therefore, it's made up of many ungas, many limbs. Kirtan is an unga. Uh, hearing, chanting, hearing, meditating, archan, serving the deity, so forth. Uh, taking prasad, all these things, these are all angas, this all constitute sadhana. Sadhana is one big anga and it's many, many angas, limbs. The body is brain bhakti and a, such a semblance, a dawning of that is bhava bhakti. Hmm? So before we attain bhava bhakti, we are doing sadhana bhakti. Sadhana bhakti is like practicing bhakti. Hmm? See someone who, who 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 chants in ecstasy, who, who who relishes the name, the Harikata, the Bhagavad and so forth. We want to be like that. We become inspired. So we do those things. We read the book. It doesn't affect us exactly the same way. We chant and so forth. Uh, it doesn't affect us in exactly the same way. But imitation of a good thing can be a good thing. <laughs> so it's a practice of bhakti. Hmm? It's odd because Bhakti is love. How do you practice love? Well, here's how you practice love. You practice love by doing things that you know your object of love likes. Hmm? I've given an example before. When I was a kid, it used to be if you went to school, we had to wait, you know, at the bus stop, and the bus would come to go to school, and if a girl liked you. She'd find out through other friends what you like to eat and show up at the bus stop with, you know, an apple or an apple pie or something like that or what color you liked and she'd be there in a blue dress that day Mm -hmm. and so forth. Uh, So, you know, wearing a blue dress isn't love but but it might foster love if the object of your love likes a blue dress. Mm -hmm. So, sadhana bhakti is something like that. We do things that we, we, we see that Krishna likes, hmm? that it, and what does he like? He, his devotees are doing these things, it constitutes how they ex- express their, their feelings, their love for him, hmm? how it happens that they dance, and their arms go, and, 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 and so on and so forth. Hmm? Some of it is voluntarily, anubhav. they think, oh, let me dance. Hmm? Or some of it is involuntarily, they start to cry. The hairs stand on end, hmm? Hmm? and and they think oh, they may have to check that in in, in the public. Hmm? Um, it might be it, it might be embarrassing, something like that. So, uh, it, it, and so by associating with such devotees, we become attracted and we start to imitate the things they do. Hmm? When I joined the mission of Prabhupada, just before I joined, I was I had. Of course, we all have our long stories, so I won't go the whole story here, but um, I was uh, visiting the, uh, I, was, I was actually on my way to Jamaica to live in the jungle and meditate. Hmm? Um, and and I was chanting, <laughs> hmm? So you always like the jungle. Jungle, I'm a jungle person, yeah. <laughs> and I was chanting Hare Krishna, as I said all the time, in my head, right? And so, anyway, I happened to meet the devotees on New Year's Eve uh, in, in, in Coconut Grove, in uh, you know, the Miami area. And so um, they put me up for the night, and, and in the morning they all got up, and I got up and you know took the cold shower and the whole thing. And I asked them, why do you guys shave your heads? Because it wasn't fashionable to have shaved heads, and I certainly didn't have one uh, at the time. And uh, one of the devotees would later become one of my guru brothers. He said, Prakas Prabhupada does. And that was a pretty stupid answer in a way, but I thought it was really profound. You know, I thought, that's good enough for me. They like him that much, you know, <laughs> and they just want to be like him, even if it, you know. I thought that was really compelling, actually. That, to me, was a, just a great answer. Hmm? And uh, so, they were there, there they were. Well, that's all. the measure of his knowledge, what he knew. Prabhupada does it, so we do it. Hmm? And uh, uh, it works. Uh, <laughs> if it's the right, happen to be the right person... <laughs> And you imitate him, and follow him, and so forth. Uh, so, sadhana bhakti is something like that. It's a practice. You cannot practice loving, but you can practice doing the things that attract the object of your love, attract attention, and, and so forth, and grace will come. So, I, like I often say, our effort is to make an effort to get grace. That's, this, is the, this, this is the sum and substance of that. It's two things that we progress by effort and grace. We make an effort to get grace. That's it. It's a kind of effortless effort in a way. After all, again, the subject is love. How can you practice love? What can you do to love? If someone says, Mom, how do you fall in love? Uh, (laughs) It just happens. Hmm? It just happens. It'll happen to you. And when it does... It's not like anything else. It's magic. Everything goes nuts, and uh, the whole, whole world turns upside down. You feel great, and you feel terrible, uh, and so on and so forth. So, you, you, so this bhakti is like this. Hmm? Now we know this in theory, but we have other likes that attract us. If you want to know what bhakti is like, think of something that you really like, that you can really like get into, hmm? and. In time, it will be like that, but Krishna will be that, that, what you're interested in. Like I like to say, when sadhana bhakti, which is, a, is like medicine, starts to be transformed into your favorite food, hmm, now you're getting somewhere. You're coming to the higher stages of sadhana. Hmm? This is called ruchi. The medicine becomes food. It's not medicine anymore. Hmm? Hmm. And you, in other words, you don't think, well, maybe I'll eat today. Ah, maybe not. Hmm? <laughs> you don't think like that. Is it time to eat? When, when is it? When is it? When's lunch? You know, <laughs> we're kind of moving like around at You know, different, different times to eat. <laughs> Something like that. So when the practice becomes like that, and the practice is, is 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 really taking hold. Hmm? Uh, this is a, this is a safe position to be in, hmm? because when you become like that. Other desires they will be gone. Ananam na janam Then attachment to the object of your 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 bhakti will come and bhava will come. Real bhakti will come. Bhakti, will come. bhakti proper. So he says here, I want to give you bhava and preem and all these things, but there's a way. You've got to go through sadhana. So I'm going to give you rahasyam, the secret that is preem. For you it is sakya preem. That's what you want. I'm going to give you that. But I'm going to give it to you in this way, by giving you the tools to get that which comes from me. That is called sadhana bhakti. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So Krishna is his guru here. You will follow like this, yeah. tadaṅgāṁ. Tangam also means, rahasyaṁ also means rāg-bhakti, the bhakti that corresponds with the idea of bigyan meaning madhurya knowledge about Krishna's intimacy and so forth. And all this knowledge that he's given, Gyan bigyan of course, it's also special in that it's not knowledge about Brahman, which is like, okay, I got it. This takes a little longer to figure out. If I say to you, look, here's the thing. Names and forms of this world, are all products of your mind. Hmm? The differences that you see, and you know, they're all just products of your mind hmm? and senses. You think it's hot, I think it's cold. Which is it? Hmm? It's, this is all mental and sensual based. Get beyond that. And all the all these differences, which put us to one extent or another at odds with another and come to the ground of being. You are a a, a, a unit of experiential existence. Hmm? And so am I. Huh? We're all that. Hmm? And that's pretty profound. It's 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 different different knowledge. It's not the knowledge of, of acquiring things and so forth to foster my life of differences with one another and some superficial attempt to find harmony and so which always inevitably invariably falls short hmm? this is how you can get there so we do away with the differences we're all one this is just the opposite of one polar opposite this is simple thinking if we go there now we say go there and now there's differences there and there's names and forms there it's like whoa now my head's spinning around Hmm? You just said you know names and forms differences and differences of problems and go to the underlying unit and now there's difference over there too but it's not a problem and and, and there's biases there one loves Ram one loves Krishna and hmm? so this is very special knowledge this is this is extraordinary knowledge hmm? so he's giving this kind of knowledge and he's giving knowledge of uh, 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 this is the knowledge that. It corresponds with bhakti. We often say, you know, we don't want knowledge, we want bhakti, but then there's so much knowledge in bhakti. Therefore, Krishna says in the beginning of the Gita, in the ninth chapter of the Gita, I should say, it's 18 chapters, the ninth is right in the middle. That's where the secrets are. It says, he says, rajakuyam. I'm going to give you the king of the wisdom, the most secret of secrets. And what is it when we come to the end of the chapter? "Manmana bhakto madhyaji mamnamaskru." Become my bhakt, my devotee. Think of me. That's it. Yep.
1: <laughs>
0: you just serve. That's all. Mm, offer respect to me, and so forth, and and, mm, and I will give myself to you. Oh, mm. There's much, uh, much, much getting in, in, in the giving. <laughs> you get everything. Mm. So he says that that. I'm going to give you Ragh Bhakti, that's what you want. I'm also going to give you Vadi Bhakti, that's hearing and chanting. Vaidhi Bhakti means Shravanam, Kirtanam, Smaranam, Parasevanam, all these things. Hmm? But with a particular orientation, then, it supports the ideal that we have, audacious as it is, of entering into the brajlila love of Krishna like Brahma wanted to. Hmm? So I'm giving you all these things, he said. And I'm, I'm giving you in the way that you are going to, you're going to be successful. He, he says, "He says, yeah, I want you to now take up this path and I want you to pay close attention. And Brahma is already paying attention with all four of his heads, hmm? completely. And Krishna emphasizes here, he more or less says, and I know you're paying attention and I want you to pay attention more, hmm? more closely. This is a very special thing here that I'm giving you. This, is the, this is means guru is giving the disciple initiation and saying, this is very important. Here is your mantra. This is what it means. Hmm? This is how you will practice. This is what you will do. You will chant like this. Pay close attention. Hmm? And don't, in time, let these things become something that you, you become apathetic towards or that you be uh, oh, i got something else I couldn't do. Uh, uh, no. Hmm? Make these things the center of your life. Hmm? Everything will come from this. It may seem like a small thing. So is an atom. What power there is inside. What potential. Hmm? So sometimes, because it looks like, well, you just, you just whispered something in your ear and he just said a couple of words, you know, something like that. No, oh, the Vashna gave his faith, he sh- shared his faith in, in invisibly, gave his heart. I, I accept your, 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 the care of you. Hmm? And I share with you now what's been shared with me in a seed form that will come to bear fruit in you in due course. Hmm? So because it's, sometimes we make a fire and we have other things. and you know, Something's happening here. It's very important. Hmm? Hmm? That was all somewhat uh, ex- external. The real thing, the sharing of the faith. What I received, I'm telling you now like this pay attention to this let your you now have a sadhaka daya, not an ordinary body but a body that will be is whose the orbit around which it moves its psychic dimension and its physical dimension these spiritual practices living for this hmm? this is a sadhaka's life that will be a beautiful life in and of itself hmm? and it will be get bhava and brain and brahma is telling er Krishna is telling brahma all this i'm giving to you any question yes
1: did brahma make it to
0: Vraj-lila? sure <laughs> as much as haridas did yournams and kirtan certainly that brahma did hmm? <laughs> brahma-haridas, this is brahma, the brahma of our Sampradaya, hmm? many brahmas, right, this one did, he got this This is this is the course he took, hmm. as I say, he saw the ideal, hmm? ostensibly he made offense, but this is Krishna's in the background, causing the whole thing, how can he not make an offense, a guy with four heads comes there, and in the middle of Krishna's play, and so forth, and he's just, just being there, disturbed the environment. There's a guy with four heads over there. <laughs> we can't be ourselves anymore. What's going on? Yeah. What? So good. he had to take birth as, 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 as a Muslim. and In the, the time of Gaur Lila. he took birth in the Gaur Lila. He became the famous Haridas Thakur. He attained his ideal. Hmm. Anything else?
1: You know, in the Brahma Samhita, I was listening to it today. And uh, I think it, anyway, it said, it, it said that uh, that Lord Brahma learned that he was the eternal maidservant to Krishna.
0: That's, that's a commentary of Bhakti Vinod where he says that. Uh, yeah, so uh, there are different ways that different devotees have looked at it. Mm-hmm. Prabhupada looked at it as Vishwanath Chakritakwar looked at it and we were explaining it in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, one reason for explaining it like that is that the, the very prominent influence of the sampradaya is this made handmaiden uh, of Radhas Seva mm-hmm. Radha mm-hmm. and so it, uh, it, it, in, in it what's given in the mantra is that opportunity is also there become mm-hmm. become a maidservant maid or... There are other opportunities hmm. as well, like Sakyuras. What else? Yes? Uh, I was wondering that uh, we are counting
1: our rounds uh, because we are practicing. But why do uh, self-realized devotees do
0: that? Why do they count their rounds? Yeah. To set a good example for you. That's why they do it. Mm. For the most part, they 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 set an example. Some don't bother to set an example, so not everybody does.
1: Mm.
0: But the Goswamis did. That's why I said, in one of our discussions, that if all the associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Rupa, and Jiva Goswami, they're most important to us, because they, in the context of Chaitanya's lila, they. Position, were positioned as sadhakas And so they showed, by their example, how to practice. Other devotees of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu were just in their Baba, to a large extent. Even Nityananda Prabhu, he didn't show how to practice. He was a mad mad person. You couldn't like follow that example. You could be inspired by it. And so. Of course, he did nams and kirtan and so forth, too. But the Goswamis in particular, they... They set an example of sādhāna. Sadna, therefore Shinivasacharya describes them. Sankhya nama Sankhya They chanted a, a, a certain number of rounds every day. They they pay their respects to around the Govardhan Hill and to Vaishnavas and they they did all these practices and so forth and they taught about them and they wrote about them. We don't find Ramana Roy, Roy writing about all the practices and uh, or anything like. But the Goswamis, they did. They taught the philosophy and so forth. So they were um, handmaidens of of Radha, but they, in their sadhaka Dehas they exemplified the the way. Hmm? And so some devotees will be called advanced devotees to do that, to set an example. Hmm? And most devotees will feel that sensibility, advanced devotees also, because that's how they relate with less advanced (laughs) devotees, by teaching them, and the best teaching is by example. But some don't, like Gorgasar Das Babaji or Bhamsi Das Babaji. They they acted in ways that were um, not uh, not to be imitated. (laughs) Does that help? Yeah. Okay. Vastapta so we'll Shishi Dalji Gopal Ki Jai Krantarasa Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Ki Jai yes. O oh, Pre